0: Welcome to Alwyn, Guided by Spirit. Alwyn is the air of inspiration that permeates all life. This podcast is a space for you to be inspired to listen to your spirit. You'll learn more about intuition, living cyclically with the seasons, energy healing, natural magic, and more. I'm your host, Cassie Yule. I'm a gentle guide to spirit, an author, artist, and healer trained in Celtic and British shamanic practices. Learn more at CassieEwell.com. That's C-A-S-S-I-E-U-H-L.com or at CassieEwell on Instagram. Welcome. Hello. I hope that your heart is doing okay and that you've been able to find some time to tend to your feelings and your heart space this Pisces season. I think it can be especially hard to give ourselves permission to tend to our feelings and our emotional worlds when there's so much heartbreak and pain happening in the world. Well, this is just your friendly reminder that you are worthy of time to honor and tend to your emotions and feelings, especially during this Pisces season, which is really a call to get in tune with our emotional world so that we can lead from a place of love in our spiritual paths and in our lives. In this episode, I'm really excited to start talking about why it can be so challenging to trust our intuitions. We hear this phrase thrown around all the time in the spiritual community, just trust your intuition. But I really want to start talking about and honoring the truth that it can be really hard and scary to honor our intuitive and psychic experiences and that there are very real and valid reasons why we feel that fear. I also want to start talking about some ways to start moving through that so that we can address that fear and step into our power and intuitive gifts more fully. I've had a series of really beautiful but intense spiritual experiences over the last four months that have really spurred this episode. I'm going to go into more detail about them in the episode and it just feels really good to be bringing these experiences to life because I've personally learned some really valuable and important lessons from them, and I think, like me, that many of you will also find a lot of healing in them. So, of course, before we jump in, I have a couple of announcements. And first, I'm so glad that I don't have to beg you for your help to return my Instagram account. If you are on my newsletter or you're Follow me on Instagram. You know a little bit of the drama that's gone on in the last week, but last week my Instagram account was disabled and removed for impersonating myself. Yes, you heard that right. So if you've been on there on Instagram, you know that my audience and myself, we've just been dealing with this barrage of impersonation accounts, harassing my followers for readings. So it's just becoming a really big problem and that space feels even less safe than what it did before. And I know so many people, especially in the BIPOC community, have already been talking about this, about how Instagram is such an unsafe space. And I've known that, and I feel it on an even bigger level now, having my account removed. And fortunately, and I'm so grateful that it was returned to me, thank you to those of you who did help to report a problem to help me get my account back. So I just want to stress the importance of using good judgment on there. I will never, and no reputable intuitive or psychic or card reader will try to solicit you for money in your DMs. So just be very cautious and aware. My request for you today is that if you enjoy my content to consider joining my email list if you haven't already. It's linked in the show notes. And beyond that, I am definitely planning to make some bigger shifts and changes to become less reliant on Instagram after this experience of having my account removed and not knowing if it was going to be returned or not. It really opened my eyes to how much I need to focus on being less reliant on that space. Okay, secondly, as I near closer to my physical store closing, so I haven't talked about this a lot on here, but I do have a little storefront in Gilbert, Arizona. I know some of you have been to it that are listening probably, but it is closing in May. So I'm really trying hard to start clearing out my inventory so that I can really move forward in this new direction free of all of the stuff that I have in the store. So to spur this, one thing I'm doing this week, my Goddess Discovery books and kits are all 30% off until they sell out. These books are great for those interested in learning a bit more about a variety of spiritual topics. They're very interactive. There are a lot of cutouts and activities in them. Volume one is already sold out for the physical copy, but I still have about a hundred of volume two left. So if that's something that's speaking to you, you can learn more about palmistry, candle magic, herbs, energy protection, working with the moon, and more. So very fun. They make great gifts, especially for young people interested in learning more about spirituality. You can find that also linked in the show notes. No coupon code necessary. I appreciate your help in helping me clear out the shop. Okay, let's dive in to this big topic and start talking about why the only hurdle to leaning into your spiritual gifts may not be as simple as trusting your intuition. Have you ever disregarded an intuitive hit or psychic spiritual experience more out of fear rather than doubt? There's a real weight that comes with accepting spiritual experiences as truth that goes much deeper than just trusting your intuition. And I think it deserves a deeper look. Underneath the phrase, quote-unquote, trust your intuition or trust your gut, is often a very real fear that you'll be judged, deemed crazy, or worse for honoring your intuitive and psychic experiences. I want to remind you that you are not flawed if you struggle to trust your intuition. Rather, you are likely reacting to a very real threat response stored in your body from your current life and from your ancestral heritage. Today, I want to discuss why you are by design likely to not trust your intuition or other psychic experiences. Underneath all of this possible fear of being judged, I think there's something else lurking in the shadows fear of mental and physical harm, violence, being locked up or deemed crazy, or even death. The truth is, for most of us, we've experienced some degree of this, or no family members who have. Beyond that, there's a history of judgment and violence that's happened to spiritual folks from all walks of life that I believe lives within us to a certain degree. So. Do you think you'd be able to be more trusting of your intuitive, psychic, and spiritual experiences if you didn't carry any of these fears around? I want to make a case for giving ourselves more grace and taking a deeper look at what's underneath the knee-jerk reaction to blame our lack of trust and our intuitive voices on some innate flaw that we have. I want to invite you to begin focusing on what's underneath that lack of trust, and the very real fears you may have around accepting your intuition and psychic experiences as truth. Before we dive in, I also want to stress that I don't think anyone needs to stop saying, trust your intuition, but I would invite you to notice when you're saying it or thinking it and ask if it should be accompanied with some other nuance, which we'll dive into later. I'm going to start this share a little differently and begin with some personal experiences that have led me to this discussion. Then we'll take a closer look at why the phrase trust your intuition isn't the whole issue and what we can do about it. I'm going to share with you a series of experiences that led me to what I'm calling the death of the crazy old woman. I often hear from folks that They worry that they're going crazy or that others will think that they're crazy because of the psychic or intuitive experiences that they've had. This is something that I'm quite familiar with too. As someone who grew up around an uncle and a grandfather with untreated schizophrenia, mental health is something I've always been very aware of and cautious of in my life. And especially in regards to my intuitive and psychic experiences the fear of being labeled as crazy is not unfounded. The very word lunatic is based on a belief that different phases of the moon could cause lunacy or madness, and the term hysteria comes from the Greek word for uterus, hystera. This is just scratching the surface of a much larger issue. In many ways, We, especially those who identify as women, are conditioned to believe that our intuitive and spiritual experiences are madness rather than a gift. I'm going to share a series of psychic and spiritual experiences that I had over the last four months and how they helped me see my gifts from a different viewpoint. I also want to note that I wholeheartedly honor and believe that mental illness is real. If you are concerned about mental illness, I encourage you to talk to your doctor or a therapist. This is not a black and white issue. It is an issue with a sea of gray areas. Personally, I've worked with a therapist at many times in my life and have a mentor in my spiritual practice where I'm able to run spiritual experiences by both of them to check in with my mental health and my spiritual side. It's not a black and white issue. So I'll preface the beginning of the story with letting you know that in my energy healing sessions, sometimes spirits come through. Spirit guides, ancestors, loved ones crossed over. Sometimes they come through to offer messages, information to the person that I'm working with. In my healing sessions, I began being confronted by an angry and wild, erratic woman Upon the first visit, I assumed that this woman was associated with a client that I was working with. Nothing about this woman seemed to connect for my client, so I let it go. And then the following week, the same woman showed up again during a different session with a different client. And at this point, I knew she was for me. So I asked her to leave and let her know that I would connect with her later. I later journeyed to the North to connect with my ancestors and also to connect with this woman who'd been intruding on my sessions. She was there, along with others, and again, acting very erratic. From the others, I was able to understand the purpose of this angry crone. She was the part of me that was afraid to step more fully into my power and abilities. This was my opportunity to heal this part of myself. Now, if you would have asked me before these experiences, if I was afraid to step fully into my power, I'm sure I would have said no. However, this hag came through to tell me otherwise. She came through to open my eyes to the centuries of pain. So many before me have experienced for doing exactly what I'm doing now. She wanted to bring my attention to the ancestral pain I'd been carrying that needed to be addressed, released, and healed more fully. During this journey, with the aid of my well ancestors and guides, I knew it was time to allow this version of myself and this hag to die. I told her it was okay to leave, I no longer needed to carry the energy of being labeled crazy, and that I could accept gifts from a place of power. She lay down with a smile on her face as we all thanked her for her protection. For the rest of that journey, my ancestors and I placed beautiful flowers all over her body and danced as we all felt her energy shift and integrate back in, healed. Upon leaving this space and this journey, I knew something powerful had happened. I knew that part of this experience was an invitation to heal wounds connected to myself through my ancestors. It was an experience that was bigger than me it was a call to bring healing to those who came before me who could not express their true spiritual nature openly. It helped me understand on a larger scale what a gift it is for me to be able to honor my spiritual gifts and to help others honor theirs as well. It brought a different weight to the work that I'm doing, that it is not only work that I use to heal myself and others, but it's work that I can bring to the world to also heal generations of pain that my ancestors have faced and felt as well. I could feel it in my body and in the tears that I shed that something big had shifted. In the coming months, I journeyed to a noon, also called the lower world, and was greeted again by an old hag, but this time she was calm, still, and had a palpable sense of power. I've had some of the most intense spiritual and psychic experiences of my life since working with her. I won't go into detail here as so much of it I'm still processing and integrating but I have no doubt that these new experiences result from beginning to heal and release these older wounds and fears of stepping into my power more fully. Let's dive into the problem with this phrase trust your intuition that gets thrown around so much and some ways that we can approach it from a different angle. So much has come up and been revealed to me after these experiences. One thing that I've been more mindful of is my use of the phrase, trust your intuition. I think this phrase leaves out a lot of the nuance of why so many of us have a difficult time trusting our intuitions. Now, like I said, I'm not saying that you shouldn't say this phrase. I mean, I have oracle cards and books that all mimic the phrase, trust your intuition. and. What I am saying is that trusting your intuition is complex. And I want to encourage you to spend more time honoring and exploring why you may be having a hard time trusting your intuition instead of accepting it as an innate flaw. I've already started catching myself in situations where I've wanted to say, just trust your intuition and thought about if there's a better question to ask. And I think in many cases there are, for example, What is your intuition telling you about this situation? What would it feel like for you to honor this intuitive experience? What fears do you have around trusting this psychic or intuitive experience? Or what kind of support do you need to feel able to trust this experience? I think we can start making some of these shifts and noticing how these things arise in us on a very personal level. I know for myself, there have been so many times where I do second guess. The intuitive and psychic information that I receive. And I have to catch myself to not make it about a flaw in me and understand the reasons why I have a hard time trusting the information I receive and dealing with that fear of why I'm unable to trust rather than shaming myself for not letting myself trust. I hope that this is coming through and making sense in the way that I want it to. I'm sure that those of you who need to hear what it is I'm sharing will hear it the way that I intend it. But let's try something right now to explore some of the nuance of this phrase trust your intuition. And if you're in a space where you can go within, I invite you to close your eyes if that feels safe and begin to imagine what a world might look and feel like with some of these shifts so that we can begin understanding some of the reasons why it can be so challenging to trust our intuitions and psychic experiences. So I want you to imagine that you live in a world without organized religion where you could decide for yourself what a connection to spirit looks and feels like. Imagine that the burning times in Europe did not happen. If your lineage is from Africa, what would your world look and feel like if your ancestors were not taken from your land and your connection to the land and those spiritual practices? If you are native to the so-called United States, Canada, or Australia, How would you feel if your land and practices were not taken from you and your ancestors weren't killed for their spiritual beliefs and practices? How would you feel if it was a common and accepted practice to express your spiritual beliefs openly without the weight of these past harms that continue in so many ways today? How does it feel in your body to imagine a world without these past and present experiences? Now, in the space, Ask yourself how it would feel to trust your intuition or to claim your spiritual gifts without the weight of these past and present harms inflicted upon so many. Would it feel easier, less scary? Notice how your relationship to your spirituality shifts when you imagine a world like this. I hope that even if I didn't touch on your specific ancestral lineage here, that you can take a few moments to just think about What a world would look and feel like if you had full agency over your spiritual path and that intuitive and psychic gifts were honored and accepted and celebrated instead of judged and ridiculed and didn't carry the weight of pain from those who came before you. It may seem extreme to tie things that happened to our ancestors to your ability to trust your intuition as truth, but I believe it's worth exploring. Not only have I found great benefit in understanding and working with these blocks, but we're also starting to see some scientific evidence that backs this up. The study of epigenetics has begun to show the connection between how we live our lives today and how they're affected by the experiences that our ancestors endured. Now, I am not an expert in epigenetics by any stretch of the imagination, so I'm not going to dive into that here this share is based solely on my personal experiences around this topic. However, it's always exciting to hear how the scientific community can name things that many have already known to be true. I certainly encourage anyone who is interested in learning more about epigenetics to further research the topic on your own. It's also extremely important for me to point out As a white woman, the extreme need for nuance and to be right sized about the ancestral wounds that other European Americans and I have. Today, in this body, I am the colonizer living on stolen land with a line of ancestors who no doubt had their hand in murdering and stripping away spiritual practices of the indigenous people of this land. That's a lot. That's something else I have to deal with as a white person. But here's the thing, the harms that have been inflicted upon me and my ancestors and the pain that myself and my ancestors have inflicted on others can both exist. They both need to exist. I can have my wounds while also acknowledging my participation in causing harm. I can work to heal and honor my wounds while also actively dismantling white supremacy and the patriarchy both can and need to exist in the same space. Otherwise, I believe we'll continue to cause harm based on our own unhealed traumas. So we know that there's trauma here. So many of us know that we have these traumas stored within our bodies. And one of the things that these stored traumas prevent us from doing is trusting our intuition more fully. There's real fear associated with our abilities to fully step into our spiritual gifts To trust our intuitions. So, what do we do about it? How can we begin to heal the wounds that keep you from honoring your intuitive gifts? Let's dive into some ways to bring more nuance to this topic and start exploring some possibilities for you to encourage healing wounds connected to your intuitive and psychic abilities. The suggestions that I share here are ones that I've personally explored in my spiritual practice. As always, take what you like and leave the rest. Each of our experiences and paths are unique, and I do not believe there's a single correct pathway to honor and heal the wounds that keep so many of us from honoring our gifts more fully. So practice what resonates, believe what doesn't, and if you're unsure, try some different ones and see what feels good to you. So the first suggestion is to connect with your ancestry and spiritual roots. Connecting more deeply with spiritual practices in line with your heritage, if available, can offer potent medicine to healing wounds around honoring and accepting your spiritual gifts. I also want to emphasize that I realize this isn't possible for everyone. Some of us do not know our heritage for various reasons, including being adopted, not knowing who your ancestors were because they were forcibly taken from their native land or because the spiritual practices of your heritage were erased or attempted to be erased. If you can learn more about the spiritual practices that were honored by your ancestors through a family tree or a DNA test, I have found that it can offer a lot of healing. I know for me, these pathways of healing some of these deeper wounds around my gifts did not open up until I became more fully absorbed in a path that connected to my heritage. I also think learning more about our ancestry gives each of us more context about what our ancestors have gone through, especially regarding spiritual practices. This can look like a lot of things. It might look like reading about the spiritual practices of your ancestors, adopting some of those practices, Personally, I've found it extremely healing to learn from somebody who's embedded in the old ways of my ancestors. And again, I realize that's not available to everybody, but if it is available, it can be really powerful. So again, I just want to honor that doing this can be easier for some than others. Do what you can with what you have. For most of us, the spiritual practices honored by our ancestors have gone through various stages of erasure. So, I encourage you to be gentle with yourself as you navigate through this. Another powerful opportunity is journeying to the north or practicing ancestral meditations. If journeying is a part of your practice, the north is the home of your ancestors and can certainly open up pathways to this kind of work. Doing work in this way can be a really beautiful and powerful way to form connections with your ancestors when you don't have that physical, tangible evidence or Books, knowledge to lean into about what your ancestors practiced. I can speak to this for myself. The pagan practices honored where my ancestors come from went through severe um, attempts of erasure. And that's something that I've had to really grapple with on a very personal level. And I understand now that I have to do the best that I can with what I have, like I mentioned above. And part of doing that is forming connections with my ancestors in the spirit realm and learning how to trust those experiences. Because I have so little to go off of here in the physical world. And many of us will never really know what the spiritual practices were. At least we won't be able to read a book to help us determine what was really practiced. We have snippets. That was one way for me that I was really able to feel and address some of these older wounds that were really holding me back from stepping into my abilities more fully. So I think when we are limited in the resources that we have to learn about our ancestral heritage, especially from a spiritual lens, connecting to them in this way is a really healing and powerful way to learn more about the practices of our ancestors. So if journeying is something that in your practice, like I said, you can journey to the north, or you can just sit down and do a meditation and begin opening yourself up to having this kind of connection. If you do feel like you want a little support with this, this is a journey that I offered earlier this year, a guided journey. So if you feel that's something you want help with, you can find that linked in the show notes, the guided journey, it also comes with a workbook. And it can really give you some guidance for forming those connections. But if you want to try it on your own, or if you've already had some experiences, I, I often like to remind those that I serve to not be discouraged if you don't have a really powerful experience right away with journeying or meditation to connect with your ancestors. This stuff takes time. The experience that I shared about my personal experiences journeying happened as a result of several journeys to the north. It was not one experience, it was several different experiences with varying degrees of connection. If you are struggling to connect with your ancestors in this way, I just want to offer the reminder to continue to try and to continue to practice and that those pathways will become more and more embedded in that that spiritual realm over time and it will make it easier for you to form those connections and gain that that wisdom from your ancestral line another way to start maybe dipping your toe in the water here is to dedicate an altar space to your well ancestors and forming that connection with them that's a way to just bring that energy in bring it to your attention and basically put out an offering of saying this is something that i'm interested in cultivating and connecting with So, an altar for your ancestors is a really simple and beautiful starting point Another way is through journal prompts, contemplations, card spreads. I think there are a lot of questions we can start asking ourselves to become more aware of why we may be struggling to trust our intuitive and psychic experiences truth or to step into our power more fully in our spiritual lives. Here are some questions that I think can be helpful for journaling about, or you could even modify them to use them for a card spread to explore these topics a little bit more deeply. So I'll just list them out here. And of course, if you want to see them written out, if you head over to the blog at CassieEwell.com, you can read the written version of this post where you'll have all of these prompts and questions written out. When I experience an intuitive hit, what are my initial thoughts about it? What fears, concerns, or worries arise within me when I think about sharing intuitive or psychic experiences with others? If I experience an aversion to an intuitive or psychic experience, where does it manifest in my body? Where do I feel it, and what does it feel like? What have I learned throughout my life about trusting my intuitive and psychic experiences as truth? What messages have I received? Do I have fears of losing friends, family members, of being judged or being harmed by honoring or expressing my intuitive and psychic experiences? And finally, what kind of support do I feel like I need to feel safe to honor and explore my intuitive and psychic abilities? I encourage you to chew on some of these questions the next time you experience an intuitive nudge or have a psychic or spiritual experience. Notice what comes up immediately after and see if any of these questions apply or could offer some deeper insights about how that experience resonated within you and what you did with that information. And finally, I want to talk about breathwork, somatics, and energy healing as another tool to access and heal some of these deeper wounds. Sometimes deeper healing like this may require time to step out of the thinking mind. Breathwork, somatic healing, and energy healing are three powerful ways to do this. Our thinking minds can get in the way and sometimes quite literally block us from the wounds that need healing. I already shared a much longer episode that dives into many of these techniques called What is Energy Work and Do You Need It? So I'm not going to dive into all of those techniques here, but just know that is another option. That's another way to get support. And the nice thing is, I think to an extent, breath work and somatic healing, there are a lot of things that we can do on our own if Working with somebody one-on-one is not accessible. A lot of yoga studios will offer different kinds of breathwork and groups so that you can access these parts of yourself in a supportive environment. As an energy healer myself, this is something that I come across often. And if it does speak to you, of course, I offer energy healing sessions. I also want to mention Tori Feldman's work. She has a really beautiful Instagram account and her business is called Sacred Ancestry. I've not taken any of her courses, but I follow her on Instagram and I really like everything she shares. But I know that she does offer some very specific one-to-one and group programs that are specifically for healing ancestral wounds. So that might also be something to check out if you feel called and I'll link her Instagram profile in the show notes so you can check that out as well. And To end this episode, I really just want to spend some time making a call for more grace and nuance around trusting our intuitive abilities. Most humans don't spend a lot of time exploring non-ordinary reality or the spiritual realm. A beautiful lesson that I've learned from my mentor Robin Afinowich is to give myself a lot of grace as I navigate through new spiritual experiences. She often reminds me that our human brains, especially in this society, Are not accustomed to making sense of nonsensical things, which is often how we experience the spiritual world. Our intuitions, psychic experiences, they often don't come through in ways that make sense in our physical world. That's because they're non ordinary. They come from the spirit realm. The spiritual world does not follow the same rules as the physical world, it's non ordinary and even nonsensical at times. So it makes perfect sense that it will often require more time and patience to wrap our minds around the intuitive and psychic experiences that we have, especially when we have traumas that are really keeping us from exploring those experiences more deeply. I offer all of this as a gentle reminder to be kind to yourself and others. Each of us has a different past that brought us to where we are today in our spiritual journey. Those past experiences, both in this lifetime and beyond, have affected our abilities to honor our spiritual gifts in different ways. What works for you to learn how to trust your intuition will undoubtedly look different for others. So in closing, yes, please trust your intuition. But if you are struggling to do so, it is not a flaw. It may be an opportunity to heal. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm honored and humbled that so many of you tune in and listen to this. It's really special for me to share these experiences with you. I'm sending you so much peace, love, and healing as we all navigate this weird, wild, physical world together with so much pain, but also so much beauty. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for rooting into this space with me. To support this podcast, consider subscribing, and leaving a review wherever you listen. Find full transcripts for each episode, free resources, my books, courses, and services all at cassieuhl.com. That's C-A-S-S-I-E-U-H-L.com You are here for a reason. Allow the inspiration to flow through you in a way that serves yourself and the world. Awen.